Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for May 24th is Psalms 108, 109, and 110. Psalm 108 is a prayer. You could say a plea for victory. Have you ever been in a situation where it doesn't really matter if people offer to help or not? I mean, sure, you'll take all the help you can get, but ultimately you really need a move of God in order to win the battle, whatever it is. David, I assume, was marching off to fight a war that he knew he could not win. And he says, God, haven't you rejected us? God, you do not march out with our armies. Give us aid against the foe, for human help is worthless. With God, we will perform valiantly. He will trample our foes. And ultimately, we're learning as we go through this life and as we grow in our faith and our understanding of who God is, that we need his help in every battle, big and small. Ultimately, even if human help does give us assistance, it's because God has given us favor with those other people. We need him for everything. We should seek him for everything. And then in Psalm 109, this one's challenging. It's praying against an enemy. I mean, in a sense, David is proclaiming curses against an enemy. He says, God of my praise, do not be silent for wicked and deceitful mouths open against me. They speak against me with lying tongues. They surround me with hateful words. They attack me without cause. In return for my love, they accuse me. I wonder if David was writing about his son, Absalom. I don't know. Maybe one of the men who defected to help Absalom or all of them. In return for my love, they accuse me, but I continue to pray. They repay me evil for good and hatred for my love. Have you ever been betrayed that way or portrayed that way where everything you did with the best of intentions to help somebody, they just assumed the worst. They assumed you were trying to manipulate them, to trap them. Maybe you've been on the receiving end of that stick. And David goes on to pray, what should happen to those people who are evil pretending to be good, who are taking all of the good things that you do and returning only evil and bad things and wickedness to you. 
you say good things about them and they turn around and say terrible things about you and defame you. What do you do? I'm not suggesting that we follow David's example. But David says, set a wicked person over him. Let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he is judged, let him be found guilty. Let his prayer, his prayer, be counted as sin. Can prayer be sinful? I suppose if the motives are wrong, absolutely. To ask God to do something that we should know is wrong? Interesting, though. Let his days be few. In other words, let him die early. Let another one take over his position. Let his children be fatherless. Let his wife be a widow. Let his children wander as beggars, searching for food. Let a creditor seize all he has. Let strangers plunder what he has worked for. Let no one show him kindness. So harsh, it seems to me. Unforgiving, and it just goes on and on and on. And at the end, David cries out to help, for help. Help me, Yahweh, my God. Save me according to your faithful love so that they may know that this is your hand and that you, Yahweh, have done it. He always wants to give the glory back to the Most High God. I believe that is why David was a man after God's own heart. He wasn't in it to create a great name for himself. He referred to himself as a dead dog. But he wanted God to get the glory. Psalm 110, the name Melchizedek comes up. And this is a psalm that Jesus quoted in the Gospels to trip up the Pharisees. When they wanted to trip him up, he turned the tables on them, as he often did. Jesus said, I will also ask you a question. Why did David, if the Messiah is the son of David, why did David call him Lord? And then he quotes this psalm. The declaration of Yahweh to my Lord. So Yahweh to David's Lord. Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool. It's a messianic, prophetic psalm. A thousand years before Jesus came, who was a descendant of King David, thousand years before. It's amazing. Yahweh will extend your mighty scepter from Zion, rule over your surrounding enemies. Your people will volunteer on your day of battle in holy splendor from the womb of the dawn. 
the dew of your youth belongs to you. Yahweh has sworn an oath and will not take it back. You, speaking of the Messiah, to the Messiah, Jesus, the word of God who became flesh, you are a priest forever according to the pattern or the order of Melchizedek. You'll remember Melchizedek back from Genesis. This strange priest that Abraham meets on his way back home after defeating the rival kings. And we're told Melchizedek, king of Salem. Salem meaning peace. The name Melchizedek meaning king of righteousness. King of righteousness, king of peace. A priest forever. Jesus is a priest according to the order or the pattern of Melchizedek. Abraham tithed to Melchizedek prior to tithe being instituted in the kingdom of Israel. Before there were priests, Levites, before Moses was even born, Melchizedek existed. And all I can say about this is that there are so many questions that come from studying the Bible. There's so much more out there that we just don't fully understand, but we can seek it out. And I pray, I pray that God will open our eyes and give us wisdom and knowledge that pleases him so that we can worship him in spirit and in truth. We are instructed to search a matter out. So let's do it. Let's do it together. God bless you guys. Thank you for being on this journey with me. We'll see you tomorrow.